peoples of the worldwide federated internet what's good As I stressed in my last video, I want to stress in this video as well. I admonish you, I implore you, I beg of you, read your Bible. Read your Bible. If you want to get the truth, if you want to know something about God, if you want to know about the ways in which God works in people's lives, different things God has done over the course of history, read the Bible. If you want doctrine, if you want sound doctrine, you want teaching that is 100% unadulterated truth, read the Bible. All right, now that I've harped on that, let's get back to our study in the book of Genesis. Let's get into this. All right. Genesis chapter six. We are in four in verse 14. Uh, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Rooms shalt thou make in the ark and shalt pitch it within and without with pitch. We see here. God instructing Noah to make an ark because he is going to flood the earth. Everything is going to be destroyed, but he saves Noah and his family. Why is this? Why did Noah find grace in the eyes of God? The Bible actually gives an answer. Um, I quoted this verse yesterday, but I'm going to go to this verse now in the book of Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 7. For those of you who know the Bible, you know the verse that's before it. There's a reason I'm reading this verse first, and you'll see how I present this idea. Now, remember. God told Noah he's going to destroy the earth. There's going to be a flood. Go make an ark. And he gives Noah instructions on exactly how to uh, make this ark. In verse 7 of Hebrews chapter 11, the Bible says Noah by faith or by faith, Noah being warned of God of things not seen as yet. So God warned Noah about things that no one has ever even seen yet. No one has seen these things. God warns Noah. Noah takes God at, at his word. Moved with fear. Prepared an ark to the saving of his house by 
the which he condemned the world and became heir of righteousness, which is by faith. How did Noah find grace in the eyes of God? Genesis 6 verse 8 by faith and we'll read Hebrews eleven six. but without faith it is impossible to please him for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him so it's clear reading these verses that Noah believed God Noah had faith Noah believed God was exactly who he said he is. Noah believed that God was righteous, just, and a God of judgment, which is why when God told Noah, this is what I'm, I'm, go I'm going to do, go build an ark. The Bible says Noah moved with fear. He knew God said it, it's happening, and that's it. There is no if, ands, or buts about this thing verse 15 and this is the fashion which thou shalt make uh, make it of the length of the ark shall be 300 cubits the breadth of it 50 cubits and the height of it 30 cubits now right here i'm going to stop i'm going to admonish anyone listening to this podcast watching this video i highly admonish you go to youtube Look up a man named Ron Wyatt. You can go to YouTube and type in Ron Wyatt discovers Noah's Ark. Very interesting video. Um, I'm not going to give you too many details about the video, but I, I admonish you go watch it. Now, I'm not telling you that everything Ron Wyatt ever claimed was true. I'm not I'm not proclaiming to you that that Ron Wyatt is a perfect man, but I believe he was a man used of God. I honestly believe that. Go watch that video and you'll kind of get some of the things I'm going to go over in, you know, um, in uh, this portion of Genesis in some of the things he says in his video. Very wise, very wise man. I believe he was a, a student of the Bible. So. We uh we see some things mentioned here. Well, I'll read verse 16 as well, and then I'll I'll come back and go over some of these things. Uh a window shalt thou make of the ark, and uh and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above, uh, and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof, with uh with lower, second, and third stories shalt thou make it. Okay, so in verse uh, verse 14, as a matter of fact, we find something about the ark as well. It's made of gopher wood. Now, there's much debate over what gopher wood actually was. And I, I could try to get into some of that debate, but these are some of these things are above my head. I'm just being honest with you. Um, there's some le legitimate um, um, ideas about what gopher wood was exactly and you can do some of that research as i said some of this stuff went over my head a little bit i'm not gonna lie but i am this stuff that i am uh currently still looking into but why does god mention these things do you ever when you read your bible ask yourself why 
does God give us these specific details? There's a reason. I, I don't always know the reason. And I'm telling you right now, I don't have all the answers, but I'm 100% convinced that these things are not mentioned in vain. There's a reason for this. Um, pitch is a thick, tenacious substance, the juice of a species of pine or fir called a bias or Picea. So we, we see that we, we see what, um, what pitch is. So clearly this is what was like the glue that, that held some things together, right? That sealed some things. And we see the length of the arc. Now the length of the arc is 300 cubits. Now the interest, there's much interesting things about uh, Ron Wyatt's alleged discovery of Noah's Ark. And I believe he actually discovered Noah's Ark in Turkey in the, uh, I want to say it was the late seventies, early eighties. And as far as I, far as I remember from watching that video, Turkey actually officially recognized it as the resting place of Noah's Ark. As I said, very interesting video that I highly admonish you go and watch. The funny thing is there was dispute about the measurement of the arc because they expected it to be a certain size and it was a different size. And Ron Wyatt, being a student of the Bible, had a very good explanation. And I'm inclined to believe what he said. So they found this arc. It was a certain measurement, but it wasn't what they expected it to be. And, and this is the reason. So there's several things you have to remember when you're reading your Bible. Details matter. Who wrote the book of Genesis? What was the time of the book of Genesis being risen, being written? Mo Moses is purported as the author of the book of Genesis, right? Okay. So now let's unpack that. This is Moses. So this would have been written before the, the firm established nation of Israel. Yes. They've left Egypt. Yes. God has protected his people. He sent them out, but they don't have their kingdom yet. They're, they're not 100% established yet. So would Moses have been using the, 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 what would come to be the Hebrew cubit or would he be using the Royal Egyptian cubit? So the argument that Ron Wyatt made, and I happen to agree with that argument, I'm not a know-it-all. And I've said this before, I, I do, I listen to a lot of things, a lot of uh, biblical archaeology, uh, biblical theological videos. Sometimes I disagree, sometimes I agree. I am not an infallible man and I don't know everything. So I try to take in as much information as I can and I try to stick with and read my Bible. And when people make compelling biblical arguments, I try to listen. This is the biblical argument that Ron Wyatt made. He made the argument that Moses would not have been using in this instant the traditional ancient Hebrew cubit. He would have been using the royal Egyptian cubit. Now, why would he have been using that? This is the argument Ron Wyatt makes, and I happen to agree with him. If you go to the book of Acts chapter 7, and verse 22, the Bible talking about Moses here says, and Moses 
was learned in all the wisdom of the Egyptians and was mighty in words and in deeds. Moses was classically trained by the Egyptians. He was trained in their wisdom and their scholastics. So this would imply and infer that he would have used what he learned in Egypt as he was pinning some of these things down. So with that said, let's, let me get back first. Let me get back here to the book of Genesis chapter six. Hold on. I don't went to the wrong. All right. Genesis chapter six. Okay. So I said all that. And now I'm going to give you the measurement. The Royal Egyptian cubit is 1.71752 feet or 20.6 inches. If you break that down by the measurement we have here, um, the length of the arc shall be 300 cubits. That is equal to 515.256 feet long approximately. Now, is that number relevant? I don't know. I'm inclined to believe it is. Um, God gave us the measurement of the, of the ark. Why did he give it? I'm not telling you I have the answers. I'm not telling you I know exactly why, but I believe it's important because this is a detail we are given. I believe when God gives us details, it is for a reason. All right. So, uh, verse 16, a window shalt thou make to the ark and, uh, and in a cubit shalt thou finish it above and the door of the ark shalt thou set in the side thereof with the lower second and third stories shalt thou make it. So we see, it appears that the, the ark had multiple stories, multiple decks it appears three stories. Why are these details given? They matter. I, I don't, I don't know exactly how they matter just yet, but they matter. We weren't given these details for no reason at all. And verse 17, and behold, I, even I do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. Imagine being Noah. Imagine nobody has ever seen a flood. Like they don't even know what this is. This is a brand new concept of flood. What? Everybody's going to die by water. What? Noah, you bugging. I imagine that's the sentiment that Noah got. Noah trusted God so much that he knew if God said it was going to happen, it doesn't matter that I've never seen it before. It doesn't matter that I don't understand it. But the one thing I know is God is faithful and true to his word, and it is going to happen. Noah had unwavering faith. He believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. As it was said about Abraham, the same, I believe, is true biblically about Noah. In verse 18, 
But with thee, I will establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark. Thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy sons wives with thee. That word covenant means a mutual consent or agreement of two or more persons to do or to forbear some act or thing, a contract, a stipulation. God is going to destroy everything on earth. But Noah and his family, because Noah found grace in God's sight, will be spared. In verse 19, and every living thing of all flesh to of every sort shalt thou bring into the ark to keep them alive with thee. They shall be male and female. Notice it said they shall be male and female. God is very specific and very intentional in his design. God's order is the only order that is actual order. We can try to do things our way. We can, we can, we can try to sidetrack and sideline God's order and go our own way. It will not work. The way God designed the earth, the way God designed us, this is how things are supposed to work. To go outside of that and try to do something outside of God's design never works. It never works. It might appear that it's working for you for a time, but it doesn't work. In verse 20 of the fowls after their kind and cattle after their kind of every creeping thing of the earth after his kind, uh, two of every sort shall come in. Uh, shall come unto thee uh, to keep them alive. That word kind means race, genius, generic class, not generic and as in no frills, generic as in genetic. Verse 21, and take unto thee of all the food that is eaten and thou shalt gather it to thee and it shall be for food for thee and for them. Thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him. So did he notice what it says there. Let it sink in what it said about Noah. Noah has just been warned by God of something that no one has ever seen. A flood is going to destroy all life. It might seem at the time preposterous, outlandish, but Noah did according to all that God commanded him. Noah ne had never seen this. He might not have understood it all, but he said, God said it. I believe it and it's settled. I'm doing exactly what God said. I imagine at the end of time, that many believers are going to be joyous to see the things that God has prepared for us, right? There's many things I don't understand. I know a couple thousand years ago, the Lord Jesus Christ died on a cross, was made sin for me. 
that I might that I might be made righteousness in him. The inner workings of all of that, I sometimes can't wrap my brain around, but by faith, I trust and believe that. And I share the gospel with others. I want others to be saved. The Lord Jesus Christ will return. People need to be saved. The Lord Jesus Christ paid the price was the sacrifice was made sin for us that we might be made righteousness in him. People must believe on this. I think similar to what happened to Noah, and I think many believers can identify with this. Sometimes you feel like uh, like the odd man out. You're warning people of something to come that none of us has ever seen. We don't know exactly what the end and judgment is going to be like, but we know it's coming and we're warning people we're, we're we are warning people of the destruction to come. And we are admonishing people to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Nothing has changed from faith to faith. Noah had faith. He believed God and that was counted to him for righteousness. Abraham believed God and that was counted to him for righteousness. All the Old Testament saints believed God and that was counted to them for righteousness. We believe God and that's counted to us for righteousness. We believe on what the Lord Jesus Christ did on that cross. And that is how righteousness is imputed unto us. Not of, not of anything I did. <laughs> There's nothing I can bring to God. He did it all. I trust him and I believe him. And I, I it is my hope and my desire that is as many people as I come in contact with, as many people as I can share the gospel with, I hope everyone believes. Now, I know that that's not likely to happen, but that doesn't mean I'm going to stop preaching the gospel. Y'all know what it is. Stay frosty, people.